So today I'm going to talk about Solomon, um, of the author of the book in the Bible, Song of Solomon. So for King Solomon, um, this is a story put in the picture of the love that's between a bride and bridegroom. So this love affirms what their marriage is. Um, and it's a picture to us as the people of God to share God's love for all of his people. Um, this story is, has taken place in Israel with a Shumite woman. Um, Shulamite, not Shumite, excuse me, Shulamite woman um, at the king's palace. So one of the verses that stood out that are key, that is key to me for, for this um, explanation. What page is this? I got to get me a new Bible. Anyways, the, the scripture is uh, the one in chapter six, verse three, and it reads, I am my beloved and my beloved is mine. He pastures his flock among the lilies. Among the lilies. When I think about a lily, and by the way, if you didn't know, lily is my favorite flower. But when I think about a lily, I think about peace. I think about purity. I think about, I think, the, I think about sanctity. Um, thinking about a lily, I think about beauty. I think about endurance because like the song says, the lily in the valley, like the, the condition that this flower withstands and it's still as beautiful as it is. So as, 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 as detailed as this story is, about the sexual escapades and the even the extramarital affairs that went on in this story, the message still states that, you know, even like today's society, when we think about this free freedom of sexuality, this freedom of expression, as a sexual being and this, you know, no matter what goes on, like the adultery and all of these things, it today in today's society, it means to a lot of people freedom. Freedom to be me. Freedom to freedom to be me is not saying go mess over your brother or your sister or your spouse or that's not what the freedom is, but that's how today's media outlets paint the picture of you are free to do you. You're free to choose who you want to be with and choose who you want to have this with and choose. Yes, you are. But at the same time, perversion is a natural instinct. So, and, and, and for a lot of people, it's old fashioned. It's old fashioned. Oh, commitment is old fashioned. You know, we, let's just be free. 
let's share ourselves. Let's 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 be this way. But sex was something that was created by God. So as as much as people want to degrade it and as or diminish it, you know, and and act like oh, it's really nothing. It's it's not. It don't mean that much. It's you know, it's for this or it's for that. God created this, and God pronounced it, not just. Hey, let me give you all this to have. But he said, this is what I created for you. And this is good. This is a good thing. But it's been twisted up. It's been twisted up. And it's been ex- it's being exploited. It's been twisted up a long time ago. But right now it's being exploited. In a way. That. You know, it's just beyond. Is, is, is being has been turned into an enlisted act, has been turned into this casual, just casual act, and it's been turned into an activity that is self-gratifying. What God has created and has given to us to share in has, I'm not going to say it has nothing to do with self, but it has a lot to do with sharing. This is why things are created, to be shared. So, Love being turned into lust. I was looking at a program the other day and this woman literally said it was lust at first sight. Yeah, she was being honest. She was being free, as you say. <laughs> but she, she noted that there's a saying, love at first sight, but for me, this was lust at first sight. Well, she was talking about, she said for the both of us, this was lust at first sight. So love has been turned into lust. Love has been turned in, love and sex has been turned into this giving thing. No, it's it's supposed to be this giving thing, but it's been turned into a getting thing. I want to get this. I want you to give me that. I just need this and I just need that. But it's a sharing. This is something that is to be shared. Now, Sex being the common denominator is two people coming in to share this. It's not one person possesses it and has to share it among others. God has created this one thing for us all to share under appropriate circumstances within appropriate boundaries. Love, sex, commitment, marriage, all of these things are built to be lasting with no strings attached. That's something that should be highlighted or emphasized. No strings attached. No strings attached to what? No strings attached to commitment. No strings attached to love. No strings attached to sex. No strings attached to respect. No strings attached. I want to go back to the verse. 6-3. I am my beloved and my beloved is mine. He pastures his flock among the lilies. Scripture contains a lot of uh, guidelines or principles. I like to say principles concerning sexual expression. Me being a Self Embrace Academy uh, program director, I talk a lot about expressing expression, sexual expression, emotional expression. You know, just expressing, being able to express yourself fully to yourself and to others. So ha- having the principles of the Bible 
explain to you sexual expression, explain to you the warnings against violating those principles. So in reality, with sex, with the act of sex, with sexual intercourse, the physical and the emotional union. This is what sex is. It is a union of emotions. It is a, a, an expression of emotions. It is a union of bodies. This is an expression of how bodies respond and react to these certain energies flowing or chemicals flowing, not just or and, all of these things are going and there's a reaction that takes place. So being in this space of a man and a woman, I'm gonna leave it as a man and a woman. Being in this space of, as a man and a woman, this is a holy activity. This is an activity that has been created. This is a divine appointment. Anytime you can have that time to share with your partner is a divine appointment. And it means a celebration of what you have, what is, what is a celebration of love, acting out of love, the acting out of respect, the acting out of commitment, to know that you have committed your body to these experiences of expression through sex. through procreation, through just pleasing, experiencing pleasure, because every sexual activity does not produce a child. Every sexual activity may not produce um, a celebration. There is fun in here. You have to experience pleasure as well. And it's also protected within commitment. So am I telling you that you have to be married in order to enjoy this? I'm not telling you that, but if you, when, by you reading your Bible and me reading my Bible and we can see what the Bible says and we can hear what the word of God says direct to us, now common sense has to step into place. And you tell yourself, okay, hmm, am I doing, am I allowing this divine appointment to be taking place in my life? Am I allowing the full range of pleasure? Am I allowing the ability to procreate because there are people who actually want to procreate. And when you procreate under the under the guidelines, within the boundaries of what biblical principles share with us, it flows. There's a flow. There's a flow that does not stop up. There's a flow that continues. There's a flow that, that is continually charged. So this activity should be a, a very pleasing experience for the people who are sharing it. Or, so, you know, it's because it is, it's a protected experience. Marriage is a protected covenant. That's why the word says that nothing shall come between. Nothing will break this bond. No thing, no man shall sever the ties within this protected union, within this protected marriage. So the Song of Solomon 
is a very intimate and 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 very I think it's a story of reality, but it's a story of a man and a woman, their love, their experiences, and their marriage. And their marriage, their constitution, not constitution. I always say constitution. I don't know why I keep saying constitution, but it's their institution of marriage. It is their, it's the story about their marriage, about their experiences, their courtship, their love that they share. So it's dramatic story now. You like drama, you love the story. I wish they would make a movie. They probably have. I need to look it up. I should have looked it up when I was studying, but I didn't. But it's a dramatic story, and it's a dialogue that 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 shares a maiden, which is that Shulamite woman, and King Solomon. But they were lovers, so it describes their feelings that they have for one another. It describes. Um, Oh my gosh, it describes how much they, it describes their, their wanting, if that, if that makes sense, but it describes their wanting for one another. It describes how they want to be together when they're not together. It describes how they want to be together, the feelings and all of those things that go into wanting to be together, not just being together, but the wanting to be together and how that is handled. So within this dialogue, their sex and their marriage are basically positioned in a way, um, or I'm not gonna say positioned in a way, but it's, it's basically put in the proper position. God had to adjust. And so there were adjustments. And in those adjustments, God gave them his perspective. So they had a God-given perspective on sex and on marriage with one another. People have debated over uh, the meaning of this song. And people, some people say that it's, it's, it's a story of God's love for Israel, because the story took place in Israel, or not just Israel, but the body of Christ or the church. And then other people say that it's a literal story about married love. Either way you look at it, it can give you a lesson of both. For two weeks. Has it been two weeks? No, it's just been four weeks. So for seven full days, I've had this, this, you know, hey, talk about Solomon. But then in the in the interim, God had me to talk about Habakkuk. So now that I'm actually talking about Solomon, it's like, okay, I see why you want me to talk about Solomon. Or why I needed to, I'm not gonna say one, but why I needed to talk about Solomon, why I needed to go further into the story of Solomon. Um, because it's not just a story of a king. This is a story of a man and a woman, to be literal. I know we know Solomon as King Solomon, but Without that title, he, he keeps his title, titles, you know, but he's Solomon and he's a man who's in love with a woman. He's a man who wants to be with this particular woman and this woman is a maiden. 
But this is why the titles are the titles are off. There's no King Solomon. And there's no maiden uh I can't think of her name. I want to know her name now. I had it written down. Um but there's no it's just a man and a woman. Um, anyways, I'm gonna get to it. So the reality of it is the story has two meanings. Chalk it up to the story has two meanings. One, we learn about love, marriage, sex. And the other one, we see how God has this immense amount of love for his people. Either way it goes, God loves his people this much. This man loves this woman this much. Not to put a quantity on there, but there's a lot of love. There's a lot of learning. There's a lot of enjoying. There's a lot of wanting and longing. Because to be honest with you, that has to be a part of, a part of the story as well. There's a lot of longing for someone. Not for so many, but for this one woman. And it wasn't, you know, how normally stories go with kings and princes and princes and queens where they match them up. This man, this king desired, greatly desired this maiden. So reading the Song of Solomon. The message here that I pull out is that you are loved by God in all areas, <laughs> uh, no matter the range, no matter the distance. God loves you and God wants you continuously. There's always a want or a longing for you to be in his presence. And that should be the same with you. You should always want and long to be in the presence of God, to walk in the presence of God, to work and worship, to eat, to sleep, to whatever within the presence of God. You have to commit yourself to seeing your life, even sex, your career, your marriage, your, your parenthood, your husbandhood, your wifehood, your friendships, your uh, partnership, business partnerships. You have to commit yourself to seeing all of these things from God's point of view because the because of the love that God has for you and has for the things that you you know he wants you to have in life. That's it. God wants you to have certain things in life. He knows that these things would be pleasing for you. But you have to want and desire I would say I would say want and desire these things for yourself, but the first step is to want and desire God. Because as long as you are in the presence of God, I look at God as my father, God the Father, of course. And I'm thinking about a story I heard. I've heard this story on two different occasions from two different people, but it's the same story. So I'm gonna leave it like that. But the story is this: this father takes, he has two daughters. 
this father takes his daughters out. Um, in one of the stories, this father takes his daughter to the mall. In the other story, this father has taken his daughters to the fair. And so in both of the stories, the story is the same. The father says, hey, here's some money. Go get what you want to get. Just meet me back here. On both occasions, the father has said, here's some money. Go play with your friends or just go buy what you want. But the daughter looked and said, no, daddy, I'm going to stay with you. And that's basically in those stories was saying, hey, I appreciate what you're giving me right here. But I know if I, as long as I'm with you, as long as I'm in your presence, I can have more. So I'm going to stay with you. <laughs> and that's literally how it is with God. Thank you, God, for this, what you have given to me. But instead of me going on my way and doing what I want to do, I'm going to stay with you. Because I know with you, there's more, there's greater, there's better. I'll feel better. I'll look better. I'll do better. I'll speak better. I'll walk better. There, that's that's kind of how that goes. Not saying you, you're going to do bad on your own. Because he knew, he stood right there to watch his children. But he knew, hey, these are your friends. Or I know you want some things. I ain't a, I ain't a woman. I don't want to look through this stuff. So you go do this. And his daughter was like, nah, I'm going to stay with you. And so in one of those stories, I'm thinking about this also. I forgot who said this story. But, you know, it was like one of the daughters was like, cool, give me what you're giving me. I'm going to go get my stuff. So she went and got her stuff. The other one stayed with him. And when time came to leave, the daughter that stayed with him had a lot more than the other daughter did. And she was like, how she get this and she get that? And that just, but that puts you in the mind. It's not to say that neither one of them were taken care of in a different manner. The other daughter that went away, she went away with a hundred dollars. That's all she had. He gave both of them the same amount. But the daughter that stayed with him wanted some other things. Yes, the other daughter could have came back and asked, but that's not how the story went. <laughs> but she wanted other things, so she got the other things because daddy had what she didn't have. Or daddy was the replenisher of the things that she could have. So she could ex ex uh, max out her money and still have an extension of funds that comes from daddy. That's how that works. That's how I look at it working. I'm going to stay with you, God. No, I'm good. I don't want to go over there. Yeah, that's fun for right now, but I'm going to stay with you. I want to be in your presence. I want to follow your will. I need to look at your principles. What are you telling me to do? How are you guiding me? And that's the way I believe King Solomon and his love looked at them to, at themselves within their marriage with sex. Let, let's stay let's stay right here where God is. God is within this. So let's do this the right way. Let's, let's have a courtship. Let's uh, get married. Let's be under the covenant of marriage so that we can fully express and fully experience pleasure the way that God says we can without the heartbreak, without the heartache, without the, 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 the attachment of sorts. There are things we have to learn in life and we have to clear and cleanse. And, you know, I don't know anybody who does it right from day one. 
But what I do know is God says that we can always be within his presence. I don't know how long I've been talking. I don't have a timer on here today. But the message is commit yourself to seeing your life through God's point of view. Because the way that God loves you, the way that God provides for you, the way that God protects you, all of these things. And so when you're looking to to uh, marry or when you're looking to join yourself to someone, all of these aspects must be there. They have to be there. And if anything is missing, you'll know it. Your body's going to know it because your body's going to respond. Whether you notice it or not, there's always a response. Physically, verbally, emotionally, energetically, spiritually, there's a response. Or God just telling you, no, this ain't the one. Walk away. Slide away. All right, they're gone. Dip out. However it goes, God always provides an escape route. And I can say that because I've experienced it. But it's up to us to join in instead of just watching it go on by. So this story, we talk about sex. We talk about love. We talk about commitment. We talk about beauty. We talk about problems. And so what I'm going to do, instead of going into another book of the Bible, I'm going to remain in the Song of Solomon. And I'm going to teach on each of these sections. Today was just an overview because I've been feeling this longing of sorts to talk about Solomon. So now I'm going to go deeper. And on next week, I'm going to, I'm going to start with, I don't know what I'm going to start with yet. What I have in my mind might not be what I need to start with. So I'm going to think about which of these areas. It's five areas. It's the, like I said, sex, love, commitment, beauty, and problems. I'm going to talk about each of those areas from this book of the Bible. So I'm going to stay in the song. And the book of Solomon ain't even that long. It's like a couple pages long literally like five or six pages long <laughs> but i want to I, I do want to teach and learn more now that i'm talking about it of the messages from solomon like i said the main message is to commit yourself to seeing yourself through and seeing your situation and seeing your life and experiencing your life through god's perspective because god's perspective the bible tells us his his thoughts are higher than our thoughts it's, it's nothing much more clearer than that. You can't get around that. You can't get around, oh, but my thoughts are better. I'm going to go with my thoughts because my thoughts is going to help me here. My No, his thoughts are higher than your thoughts. You don't understand what you're being directed to do. But when it's from, the, from God's mind, you're going to question that because your mind tells you to do something different. I did that the other day. I did something different. I heard it. But I was like, no, nah, mm-mm. And it just didn't work out right. <laughs> to, to say the least, my chest started to hurt. So I, I, I of course, God, let me, I got to get back in alignment with you. I might not understand it. I might not agree with it. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. So my job, my position at that moment was not to ask questions, was not to even question what I was being told to do. 
my job was to do, to do what I was being told to do. And once I did that, okay, clarity, understanding came on my part. So I've learned to not question, especially when it comes to somebody else. Don't question, well, why they? And why this? And why that? Just be like, I hear you and I trust you. Your thoughts are higher than my thoughts. Even if you have to tell yourself that, you can tell yourself that, oh, God, your, your thoughts are higher than my thoughts. I have pretty good thoughts now, but God's thoughts are higher than my thoughts. So my thoughts basically could be wrong. God's thoughts aren't ever wrong. God's thoughts are not ever wrong. So if you're shown something or you think you were shown something and it doesn't happen that way, might not have been the time or another choice was made. You never know. I recently had a dream and my prayer out coming out of that dream, God, I don't, I don't want that to happen. Now my thing is to be obedient and do what I'm told to do. Because if this is avoidable, because I haven't asked, but if this is avoidable, I don't have to deal with that in my life. But if it's not, God will give me not only his grace, but his mercy to get through that situation. And to allow it to be a lesson learned or whatever it may be for me. But me and my temple <laughs> and temper, I don't want to have to go through that. I don't want that experience. So God's thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Everything he creates is good. Does it always turn out to be good for you? No, because are you following the principles that were given to you with this creation? That's another question. With every creation, there are principles or there are laws or guidelines. Are you following those? Are you practicing the information that is being shared with you? Are you being obedient by listening to the word of God? Reading and studying as a practice. Listening to the word of God is being open, being willing for him to pour out his spirit within you so that you'll know, have a knowing of what needs to be done directly where God is leading you and directing you. Like here, turn here, go there, stop here, step back a couple, take a couple steps back. All right, start climbing. Allow God to guide you. This is a part of almost every prayer that I have. God, thank you for your guidance on today. Order my steps, order my words, order my, order my thoughts. Direct these words because these words go out into the atmosphere to do their job. These are directives. When we speak out, they're directives. Instructions. They go to work. So be mindful of the things that you speak. Be mindful of who you are speaking it towards. And also know how they say when you're pointing one finger, they're, what, three pointing back at you? Yeah. Some of that stuff comes back to you. Whatever you're spraying or sprinkling or speaking over anybody else, a little bit of that stuff comes back to you. Always. It's just might be a little bit, might be a lot. I'm just trying to be like, this is a little, might be a lot. 
but it's, it's, it's also a part of you. Whatever you speaking over anything else or anybody else, it's also a part of you. So if you don't get anything else out of today, God's thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Commit yourself to seeing yourself, your life, your wants, your desires through the perspective of God. And if you don't know how to do that, God, direct me, guide me, open me up. Thank him for doing these things. Thank him for showing you. Thank you for comforting you. Thank you for pouring in his pouring his wisdom into you. Thank you for him giving you, sharing with you the words to say, the prayers to pray. The Song of Solomon is a wedding song that honors marriage. So to honor your union with God, with Christ, commit yourself to seeing yourself through the perspective of God, through the eyes of God, through God's heart. I pray that this message reaches whomever it needs to reach. And I pray that the message for them specifically is highlighted and that they are able to hold on to that message and expand for themselves through their own study. God, you said study to show yourselves approved. I pray that each and every person that touches this, this sound of your voice, God, studies to show themselves approved, approved unto you. In the mighty name of Jesus, until next time, stay happy, stay healthy, stay healing.